Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We want to look at a question from the Bible. Now, this question is something that Peter asked Jesus, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Peter poses this question to Jesus in Matthew chapter 18, verse 21. This was after Jesus had just taught this about handling a brother who sins against you. Matthew chapter 18, verses 15 through 17. Moreover, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he hears you, you have gained your brother. But if he will not hear, take with you one or two more, that by the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. And if he refuses to hear them, tell it to the church. But if he refuses even to hear the church, let him be to you like a heathen and a tax collector. Now be aware, this brother is unrepentant, unwilling to either repent or change, so they continue in their offense, they continue in their sin. Now I think this is what prompts Peter to ask his question in the following verses. This is Matthew 18, verses 21 to 22. Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him, up to seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to seventy times seven. Now, I want us to go back again to the brother sinning. And remember that he's saying, be aware this brother is unrepentant. So, now Peter is coming and asking about, well, what if my brother sins about sins against me and he's repentant and I forgive him? How many times do I forgive him? So see, there's two different scenarios here, but Peter thought of this. He says, well, what if I, what if he does repent and I forgive him? How many times do I have to forgive this guy, this rascal, this, this guy? He's constantly being mean to me. You know, think about it that way. This guy, whoever it is, this person is just being mean to me. They're just, but then they, they repent and they, and they come to me and they say they're sorry. But how many times do I have to forgive them? Because I get tired of forgiving them. Now, that's, that's the idea. That's the inclination that we have as people, right? So, I'm sure that the answer that Peter got is not the answer that he expected. I think when he said up to seven times, you know, Peter says, let's see, how often shall I forgive uh, up to seven times? He thought he was being generous and gracious. And in a way, in our human way, we are. But then Jesus says, up to 70 times 7. Now, if you're mathematical, like me, you know that's 490 times. The real idea, of course, though, is not to count it at all. Because that's, that's a number I'm not going to be able to keep track of. For every person I know and come into contact with and work with and live with, and just daily have interactions. I'm not going to be able to keep track of everybody and keep account until to see if they ever hit that 490. And that's the point. 
That's the whole point is that we're not to count it at all. Because there's no practical way to keep this type of account on anybody. And every time we feel slighted, we would have to have some sort of recorded, you know, maybe we'd carry a little notebook with us and record it against them. That's the idea. We're not supposed to do that. So to reinforce the idea that we are to be forgiving and not do that, Jesus told this parable. Now, this is in Matthew chapter 18 again. Verses 23 through 35. Now, this is a bit of a, you know, I think 12 or 13 verses. That's not too long for a parable, um, but it's longer than some, definitely. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. Now, a talent, I've researched this before, and if I remember correctly, a talent was around 60 pounds. And it was usually, I think, of silver. I guess it could be of gold. But I figured it up one time, and if you owed 10,000 talents of silver, it was a huge amount of money. It would be more money than you would probably ever pay back in your entire life. That becomes important. So let's continue on. But as he was not able to pay, his master commanded that he be sold with his wife and children and all that he had and that payment be made. The servant, therefore, fell down before him, before the master, saying, Master, have patience with me and I will pay you all. Then the master of that servant was moved with compassion, released him and forgave him the debt. So here was this huge astronomical debt. There was no way he was ever going to be able to repay that. And he was forgiven by the master, right? Okay, let's continue on. But that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. Now, a hundred denarii, a denarii was considered to be like a day's wages, So that would be like a little more than three months' wages. And that's a significant amount of money, it is. Even today, um, if, if I owed somebody that much money, that would be significant to me. But it's not as big as 10,000 talents, okay? Not anywhere near. A denarii is like one little silver coin, okay? So it's not inconsequential, but it's nothing in comparison to that 10,000 talents. All right, so that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii, and he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me what you owe. So this fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you all. And he would not, but went and threw him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what had been done, they were very grieved and came and told their master all that had been done. Then his master, after he had called him, said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you begged me or asked me. 
should you not also have had compassion on your fellow servant, just as I had pity on you? And his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due to him. So my heavenly Father also will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. Now, again, I want to reiterate that this servant owed 10,000 talents, vastly more than he could ever repay. Each talent would have been at least 60 pounds or more. I I made a note of that, so that's good. Uh, The denarii that was owed to him was a small silver coin. Again, like I was pointing out, it was equivalent to a day's wages. Just want to make sure we understand this. Now, what are we comparing this to? Well, hold on. So the first servant, right? He owed the master a fortune, a ton of money by our standards, a lot of money, more than he could ever repay in his entire life. And that's the idea. By comparison, the second servant owed the first servant 100 days wages, not not inconsiderable, but um, it is nothing compared to the amount that the first servant owed. Now, this parable is directly relating to our sin against God and other people's sin against us. We have sinned and owe God a debt greater than anyone can or will ever owe us. And that's the point. The sins that that people commit against me are way, way less than the sin that I have committed against God. And that's the way it is for all of us. That's just the way it is. And God, He gave us this mercy. He gave us this great mercy to forgive us all our sin. And that should encourage us to be like God, right? If we're following Christ and we're um, forgiving, we're being forgiven, then we need to also forgive. We should be ashamed to not forgive the little sins that people commit against us. That's really what it comes down to. It is that bad. And that is the purpose of this parable. Jesus is stressing that God has forgiven us so much. Can we not forgive the little things that people do here against us? After God has been so merciful to us when we did not deserve it, can we not forgive others? And I want us to also look at what Jesus says in verse 35. I want us to make sure that we understand. So my heavenly Father also will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother in his trespasses. So understand what he's talking about was when this servant would not forgive the other servant, the master, and we know that's referring to God or the Lord, is not going to forgive him. He delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due him. And we know that the amount he owed was more than he could ever repay. And that's the point. That, again, is the point. We've been forgiven so much in this life by God. We need to be able to turn around and be merciful like God to others. 
That's, again, that's very important that we do that. Why? Because if we do not forgive, we will not be forgiven. I know it's one of the hardest things that the Lord requires of us. It goes against our nature and against the hurt and anger we feel when we feel offended or hurt. But we must forgive or we will also be unforgiven. If we do not forgive, then we are unforgiven. If we forgive, then we will be forgiven. It's, it's just that simple. And the, the reason this is so important is that if we are not forgiven, if we are not washed by the blood of Jesus and forgiven, then we will be dead in our sins and we will not be in heaven. It's extremely important that we understand that. Take what the Lord is telling us here in, in these verses. Take it very seriously. You can look in the Sermon on the Mount. That was one of the foundational things that Jesus was teaching. If we look at this uh, in Matthew chapter 6, verses 14 and 15, For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. We know trespasses are sins or offenses. So we need to take this seriously so that we can be in heaven. We must have that forgiving heart. Just like God gave us mercy, we must be merciful. We must forgive to be forgiven. And our salvation does depend on it. So I want to thank you for listening. Hope you have a wonderful day. May the Lord bless you and keep you safe. And remember, God loves you.